Welcome to Cleveland Schmooze, a bi-weekly podcast about the people who make up Jewish Cleveland. I'm your host, Rachel Rood. And I'm her mom, Robin Rood. This week, we're bringing you an interview with a young professional new to the Jewish community, Kelly Fedak. Kelly shares with us her journey of converting to Judaism in advance of her marriage to her fiancé, Victor. We spoke to Kelly from my apartment in downtown Cleveland. Kelly Fedak, thank you so much for coming on to Cleveland Schmooze. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) So you're someone who was not raised Jewish, but you have now converted to being Jewish. Did you remember having any encounter with Jews growing up? Um, Was that part of your life? So I grew up in Mayfield Heights, a suburb in the eastern part of Cleveland. And when I went to high school or elementary school through high school, there was a large Jewish population from the Soviet Union. When the Soviet Union collapsed, a lot of Jews left. And so I like had a lot of exposure through that. Mm-hmm. Didn't necessarily like interact with a lot of people that were religiously Jewish, and the, because they weren't allowed to practice right. when they were growing up. But I did go a couple times mm-hmm. to people's houses for Passover. The first time I went to Passover, <laughs> it was very interesting because we did do uh, the full seder, but. It was all in Russian. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I've never I did been not, to a seder like that. <laughs> and I did not understand anything. Uh, and when I, like, my friend's mom basically spoke for, like, 15, 20 minutes and was, like, picking up different pieces of food and talking. <laughs> and I didn't want to interrupt. So when she was done, I asked my friend, uh, can you explain what just happened? Mm-hmm. And his very thorough explanation was something about the bitterness of tears and now it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the <laughs> So I knew there was a lot of symbolism, but I don't know that I necessarily yeah. <laughs> understood everything that I was experiencing. Mm-hmm. That's great. What, what were you raised as? So my mom and grandma primarily raised me, and they were Catholic, um, pretty devout, practicing, uh, but it didn't necessarily continue with me. So I went to... Catholic school for kindergarten and first grade. Hmm. It was expensive, so my mom uh, decided to move and just get to a better public district. So then my religious studies basically stopped at age seven. Mm -hmm. So I have a seven-year-old knowledge of Catholicism. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When did you meet Victor? Well, we went to the same (laughs) elementary school and middle school and high school, but we don't actually remember meeting each other. We weren't in the same. I was one grade above him, so we didn't meet each other until chess club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> I went one afternoon, and we started talking. We didn't start dating at that point. We were basically mm-hmm. just friends, or we were, had friends in common, and we'd occasionally see each other at social events, uh, and we didn't start dating until I had graduated college and he was in his senior year. Was religion something that you guys talked about, like, early on when you were dating? No, not at all. Um, We have been dating for seven years before we got engaged. And I'd say, I don't remember the exact amount of time, but probably our third or fourth year, my best friend who is Jewish, not Russian, so she was actually, like, raised Jewish, um, she... Because we should say Victor's... Victor, yeah. The Soviet Union. Yeah. So his grandparents have an understanding of Judaism. It kind of skipped his parents' generation, and he does have an understanding, but only because he moved to the U.S. and went to Hebrew school. Hebrew school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, the first time that he mentioned that Judaism was important to him and something that he wanted his children and life partner to be a part of was 
not to me. It was to my best friend. Oh, really? I was in the room, but they were really talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was just kind of sharing how important that was to him. And she was agreeing that it was really important to her. <laughs> and then later that day, I asked him about it. <laughs> You're like, what's up? We've been dating for like, like three years. Are you going to tell me this? <laughs> So, I think he didn't necessarily want to pressure me or didn't know how to ask or didn't know if he should ask, mm-hmm. but he it was obviously something he'd been thinking of. Right. And felt more comfortable talking to that talking about that to somebody who would relate. <laughs> what what did you think when you when you found out that that's what he wanted? So I'm a bit of a feminist. So my initial gut mm-hmm. reaction is you don't change for a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't necessary like once we talked about it not even I would say that day or even that year, but like over time I kind of understood how much it was connected for him to family and tradition. And it wasn't necessarily like asking me to change my beliefs for him Mm -hmm. or like change my identity for him, but really like building a life together. Yeah. Um, So I opened up to the idea. So was it like a process of you thinking about it over months or like days or, you know, how how soon were you like, okay, maybe this is something I I would want to do? I don't know that I necessarily, like, I think we talked about it and being important to him. I didn't say whether or not I was going to do it. And then once we started talking about getting engaged and staying together, that was when I said, well, why don't we talk about like the conversion process? So I brought it up. Was he thrilled? Yeah, his grandma cried. It was very Aww. sweet. <laughs> his family was very excited. Yeah. And then what did your own family say when that was something you, you told them? So my grandma and mom, who were religious, are like have since passed away. Um, about, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm, about like three and a half years ago, so they don't... Um, they weren't part of that decision, but I told my dad, and he is um, non-denominational Christian is what he would describe, mm-hmm. and he's doesn't necessarily believe in like structure and formalized anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) so his reaction was basically to give me a speech about how you know religion is like formal religion isn't always a good idea but judaism is of one of the less of the of the bad choices (laughs) the lesser (laughs) of the evils yes lesser of the evils so he would support me in the decision (laughs) and do whatever he needed at the wedding (laughs) to make it a jewish wedding that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> How did you choose the method of conversion? Who did, did you talk to all the rabbis? Did you interview them? So we uh, we have a friend who they converted through Rabbi Hal at B'nai Jeshurun. So um, we just we talked to him first. And Victor's family tends to go there for high holiday. Uh, I think that was one of the first synagogues that his uncle that came to the United States first started attending regularly. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't sure if Victor had belonged to Benesha and first, um, or if that was something you guys decided to yeah. do together. Not formally, but that's like where he'll go for they'll go for high holiday. Mm-hmm. We go to synagogue a lot more now that I've started this process than he did before. So what does Rabbi Hell do? Do you have to take tests? Do you have to read a book? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the process took about a little over a year, and he told us that that would be like close to the timeline is about a year, and it involves. A lot of books, a lot of reading. Uh, there's a, I think we kind of had a say in the order, but we, you know, mostly did what he suggested. But there was the topics that are covered are prayer, holidays, history. I feel like I'm missing one. 
So did he need to learn as much as you needed to learn? I think he still remembered things from when he was going to Hebrew school, but he definitely learned a lot along the way doing this process with me. That is one thing when I first started, um, our friends that converted, I guess the in that situation, um, it was a male that converted and his wife was supportive, but it wasn't necessarily something like that she required or expected. So he really... Uh, the person in that relationship really did the like the whole conversion process on his own mm. with the like idea that their family would have like one you know one common religion and I wanted to do this process together so I required that Victor be there every time and he was <laughs> nice so what, how did it get started how long is was the entire process so we started probably I want to say like September October in 2016 and we finished January 2018, so a little over a year. And was it something that was sort of daunting at first, or was yeah. it like kind of easy step by step? I think probably a mix of both, because I didn't really know what to expect. I think the, one of those surprising things when we talked about the conversion process was like the mikvah, and that there mm-hmm. is like a, it reminded me of a baptism, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like being tipped underwater and that being part of the conversion process. Uh, it's was a it? common theme, yeah, throughout religions. Right, yeah. water. water is very involved, very purifying. <clears throat> was that something that you were like, "Oh, I thought I was doing this religion, not this religion"? <laughs> there were definitely moments where I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that this was like part of Judaism." Like going into it, I knew, you know, about Passover. I knew about Hanukkah to a certain degree. Um, I knew about Purim. That's another one where in high school somebody had a very short funny yeah. explanation <laughs> translation, which was just you get so drunk that you can't tell your your friend from your enemies. <laughs> that was the only explanation I got. <laughs> yeah. Did you find yourself going through the steps, becoming more interested, feeling like more attached to the religion? Is it something that you would want to study more or be more involved in temple after going through this process? Yeah, I think that Probably when I first started, I started right before Christmas, so that's like kind of a hard time to, yeah. to convert. This is like something you're giving up. Right. And we, at that point, we were also taking a class mm-hmm. that Rabbi Hal recommended at the JCC, like an introduction to Judaism that a lot of people interested in converting or that are converting go to, mm-hmm. and a lot of times with their partner who's Jewish. And so, like, I had a small community of people that were, like, there to voice the same feelings of, like, oh, everybody's decorating right now. Everybody at work is talking about it. And, like, that was kind of a hard moment. I don't know that I necessarily, like, felt the religious connection to Christmas, or at least I haven't since I was, like, a very little girl. So I didn't feel like I was giving that up, but it felt Mm -hmm. like I was giving something up culturally. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I feel like it's been a year and a half, um, and it feels like I've gained a lot more than I've given up because that's one holiday and I have like (laughs) several more now. (laughs) Uh, And then, yeah, I think there is, I I like the, like kind of the Jewish calendar in the sense that, you know, there's a lot going on throughout the year and it repeats and there's a cycle and Mm -hmm. I'll experience that like richer each time in my life or sometimes maybe I, I will not have an experience and the next year I will pick it up again. But it's nice because... There's not, like, pressure to understand everything fully, because I know it'll repeat. Yeah. Well, there's a thought that you shouldn't really try to understand the Torah until you're 40. 
<laughs> so I have time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Cleveland Schmooze, a podcast produced by Rachel and Robin Rood. Tune in every other Friday to get the latest episode in your podcast feed. You can also find an archive of our episodes at our website, clevelandschmooze.com. And feel free to share any comments or suggestions to our email, clevelandschmooze at gmail.com. That's schmooze spelled C-A-S-C-H. <laughs> That's schmooze spelled schmooze. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye.